Live from London, this is The Twilight Show with Leanne Latz. Welcome to The Phonic Show, everybody. We've got a great one for you tonight. We have Mark Siswick, MBE from the Wandle Learning Trust and head teacher Rachel Davis, MBE from the Little Sutton Primary School. Text in or call in. I would love to hear from you. Just like to say that phonetically plausible texts will also be accepted on tonight's phonics show. Live from London, this is The Twilight Show with Leanne Latz on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Hello everybody, how are you all? It has been a while, I haven't been on the air for a couple of weeks now, so it is great to be back in the studio talking to everybody. Uh, as I said before, this is most definitely the phonics show of the week. If you are into phonics, if you're about to start teaching phonics, if you know nothing about phonics, um, this is a great show for you guys to be listening into, so welcome. Today we are going to be talking to Little Wondle Letters and Sounds, the revised programme and the founders, the people that put the programme together. So I'm hopefully going to have some great guests calling into the studio. How are you? Happy? Nearly Friday. It is nearly Friday. That is why the Thursday Twilight Show is so good, because we are nearly at the weekend. We nearly made it, so welcome. Yay! Tom Rogers, I agree, it's nearly the weekend. Us, uh, us teachers, us early years teachers need a good weekend to, uh, to recharge. We all need a weekend to recharge, don't we? Um, and us phonics teachers definitely need a weekend to recharge our voices, making all those funny noises and all those funny sounds that we do. So um, welcome, like I said, this is the phonics show. So, oh, Annie Girl has just messaged in saying definitely she has just had parents evening. I think a lot of us have parents evening coming up so we definitely need a little bit of a rest uh, and we definitely need to recharge our bodies and our voices. So just a, I thought I'd start off talking a little bit about phonics. Um, as I said I am an early years teacher so phonics is a massive part of my day. I feel like I spend most of the day saying, what's the first sound? What's the next sound? Segment it, blend it. I think I need to get a teacher a t-shirt with all those different sayings on it. So um, how does reading play its part in your school? Um, I'm a big believer in the fact that comprehension, which of course we talk about a lot when it comes to reading, plays a massive part, not just in the English curriculum, um, also in the maths curriculum. I think you need a lot of comprehension skills when you're doing maths. Uh, those pesky word problems can be very tricky unless you understand what they're asking you. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, how does phonics play its part in your school? Is it across the key stages? Is it just in early years, just in key stage one? I would love to know. Please text in. Please call in if you would like to let us know. Like I said, this is the phonics show. So I will be reading texts, even if they are phonetical phonetically plausible texts will be accepted on today's show everybody. I know you're all tired and I don't mind if there's some phonetically spelt words in the in the chat today so yeah please message him please uh, chat to me I would love to hear about your experiences with phonics. Um, 
Uh, I also think um, that it's very important and um, I... Oh, lovely. Annie Girl said, we are just starting Little Wondle. We'll definitely... This is the show for you because we are going to get uh, all the information on Little Wondle letters and sounds. How it began, where it came from, and where it's going. So this is definitely the show for you. Um, welcome. Um, and I'll be bringing my first guest into the studio in a few minutes' time. So it... I definitely think that phonics and reading is all about how you present it to the children because at the end of the day it is just letters and so possibly it could almost be not the most exciting topic that we teach so I definitely think it is all about how you present it to your children um, and I remember very clearly, I don't think I'll ever forget it, in fact I wish I had a picture um, the very first phonics lesson I taught to my reception class and I dressed it up and they got so excited said we are going to learn how to read and in a few weeks time you're going to be amazing readers and this one girl I just wish I'd got a photo of her I think we've all had those moments where children's faces just light up and she was just so excited it was the most adorable thing I think I've ever seen um, and I guess that's one of the benefits of, of phonics. And also, one of the benefits of teaching reception is that, you know, you definitely see massive progress and little wonder letters and sounds um, is, is definitely the scheme to, to show you all those bits of progress. So I thought I would just give you a little bit of a roundup um, on wonder, little wonder letters and sounds and what they're all about. So some of the resources that they give you, and there are many, and I looked through them, and wow, amazing. You get a weekly phonics lesson plan. You guys, you know we all love a lesson plan that we can just follow, we can pick up, it's straightforward, it's simple, it works for the children, um, it, it, it gets them enjoying phonics, it gets them engaged in their reading. What more do you want from a phonics scheme than a ready-made plan? Um, you get teacher assessments that you can do, which is amazing. Um, and I've taught phonics for quite a while. And I think that we do a lot of assessments in, in education, in primary school, in high school. There's a lot of testing going on. And I must say that phonics assessments are really one of the most useful assessments that I've seen. And the Little Wandle Letters and Sounds assessment tool also gives you next steps for your children. So you know how to move them on. You know how to progress your children. You know what sounds they need to move on to next. Um, and I also must say, and this is very important, this was mentioned as well, is that they do a lot of vocabulary development. And this is a massive part of our English curriculum now at the moment, um, is vocabulary development and giving children words and vocabulary that they, they can understand and that, and that they can use, and even more so that they can read and spell. Um, and I thought that was very important. And I thought to myself, I've seen a film quote where even Robin Williams as a teacher mentioned this. Um, and that film is The Dead Poets Society. I don't know if anybody knows it. I'm not even sure I've seen it. I just know that I have definitely seen uh, a screenshot of um, part of the scene where he says, avoid using words like very. Very is a lazy word. A man is not very tired. He is exhausted. So that's just a little bit of a, a snippet, a movie snippet for all of you guys, just to get the show going. Um, and also to bring the classroom into real life or to bring real life into the classroom. And I think that is so important. And I also think that going back to my point about not just reading and about comprehension, it's so important that even from day one with phonics, you know, that we're teaching these children comprehension and that we teach them that there is meaning to the phonics. 
And I think that's very important. And I think uh, Little Wandle Letters and Sounds does that really, really nicely. They also have um, uh, levelled books. So books that go home, the correct books that go home. So children aren't taking books home that are too easy. They aren't taking books home that are too challenging. Because I, I also think that enjoyment of reading is not just in school. It, ha it has to come from the home as well. Um, and we're going to talk about all of that um, with one of our first guests. So... I'm really glad you guys have listened in today. Like I said, this is the Phonics Show. We've got Little Wondle Letters and Sounds with us in a, uh, in a few minutes. I'm going to be bringing them into the studio. Do you have a favourite childhood book? Before I go to a, a little news break, is there a favourite childhood book that you remember reading as a child or you remember touching the pages and, and playing with the book? And I have to say that because this is the Phonics Show, I just want to introduce my favourite childhood book. And that is, everybody, The Jolly Postman. What an amazing book. Just fabulous. Do you guys have a favourite childhood book that also we're so lucky as teachers as well? Because we can take things from our childhood that inspired us as children and bring them into the classroom. And I remember thinking, I, I don't remember a time when I couldn't read. I just think I was so lucky that I was taught to read when I was in nursery school. Um, and it's just such an important skill for the children to have. It's a life skill. We teach a lot of skills in primary school. Um, and I definitely think that phonics is definitely up there. Um, as a life skill, not just uh, as an educational tool. So we're going to dive into that and much, much more in a few minutes with, as I said, the Little Wonder Letters and Sound Revised Programme, amazing phonics programme, amazing array of resources that are can be used in the classroom. That's what we want, resources that you can utilise in your classroom, in any classroom. So thank you for listening in. Um, make sure you let us know where you're listening in from. My favourite, or we've got, I would love to say this person's username, but I'm really sorry. I don't even think it's phonetical because there is a Q and there is no U after the Q. So I would try, but it wouldn't work. But my favourite book was the poems of A.A. A. Milne that my grand, my granddad read to me. That's, that's just so lovely. I mean, a lot, a lot of education is in school and I just think reading, like, blurs the boundaries of, of school and education and just reading is everywhere and that's why this is just such a great show because phonics should be have a place in every level of education um so thank you very much for letting me know that yeah, yeah your favorite book uh, reading has a place in our hearts as well so really important skill i am going to give you a little news break and then we're going to get on with our first guest so here we go This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Introducing Uplearn. Uplearn is an online curriculum learning resource for A-levels that improves student outcomes whilst reducing teacher workloads. Teachers use Uplearn to facilitate independent learning and consolidation of classroom material. Over 150 schools have seen grade improvements with Uplearn. 
including St Paul's Girls School, Michaela Community School and ARC schools. Book a demo at uplearn.co.uk and quote TTR for 10% off. That's Uplearn, U-P-L-E-A-R-N Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure that Bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In Wales, new funding, believed to be around £15 million, will allow free school meals to be extended over the summer holidays. This comes on top of the already announced investment of hundreds of millions of pounds to expand free school meals to all primary school children. First Minister Mark Drakeford said, Today's announcement does include £22.5 million to extend free school meals during the school holidays, through the Easter holiday and right through to the end of the summer holiday this year as well. That, once again, is money that goes directly to those families who will struggle the most in the face of the cost of living crisis. In Scotland, 1,324 school leavers from East Dumbartonshire went on to work training or further study. These latest figures from the Scottish Government show a 6% rise in the number of positive destinations for young people, up to 98.6%, the highest in Scotland. Rona Mackay, MSP for Strathkelvin and Bearstown said, I'm delighted that an incredible 98.6% of pupils across Eastern Bartonshire are going on to positive destinations, whether that be work, training or further study. This is a record-breaking, nation-leading figure and is a testament to the incredible work both our teachers, educators and pupils are carrying out in our communities. The transition for young people from school to adulthood is vital and the SNP is committed to getting this right for every young person across Scotland, no matter what their background. The figures were released last week 
in the Scottish Government's summary statistics for attainment and initial leavers' destinations. March the 1st is National Offer Day in England, where primary children find out if they got into the secondary school of their choice. If children miss out on their first choice school, the decision can be appealed. The government website states, the admission authority for the school must allow you at least 20 school days to appeal from when they send the decision letter. The admission authority will set a deadline for submitting information and evidence to support your appeal. If you submit anything after the deadline, it might not be considered and may result in delays to your hearing. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, today I'm responding to a tweet from Michelle Stevens at M underscore Stevens Zero, pointing out to at Team English One that a lot of people don't know about the snipping tool, and she was compiling a list of shortcuts. The thread sparked a lot of fantastic responses and inspired today's Two Minute Tech. Today I present Getting Snippy With It. In Windows, a simple shortcut combo of Windows plus Shift plus S opens the snipping tool. The snipping tool is like an advanced version of print screen. After the combo key press, a small menu appears giving you five options. Rectangle select, which is draw a box around what you want, freeform select which is draw a shape around what you want, window select which is pick the window you want to capture, screen select which captures the full screen or replication of the print screen button. Some may say there's no point to this but stay tuned, there is. Finally there's a cross to close and pressing escape can do the same thing. If you have an interactive board you can pin snip and sketch to your taskbar, right click the icon and select pin to taskbar. Now you can press it to make screen grabs and not have to go over to the keyboard. Snip and sketch also gives you the ability to annotate on a screenshot. To make this even more powerful did you know pressing Windows and V shows your last 25 captures to your clipboard? The first time you use this you'll need to switch on the feature by pressing Windows and V and agreeing to switch it on. Now you can take several screen captures and then paste them into the app you're presenting with. This can be very time efficient. For this week's visual version of the episode I've made a series of clips and given some real life examples of using the snipping tool so don't forget to check out TT Radio 2020 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello everybody. So we got a couple extra listeners in during the news and the ads. So welcome. It's great to have you. As I said before, this is your phonics show with little wonders, little wonder letters and sounds. So I'm going to bring in my guests. We have Mark and also Rachel. Just let's see. Hello, Mark. Hi, good evening. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank, thanks for inviting us on the show tonight. No, no worries. Thanks for coming on. So um, I just thought before we start off, maybe you could just give our listeners and also maybe myself just a little bio of kind of how you found yourself creating Little Wondle. How did you kind of get up to that stage in your career? Um, oh, hello. Sorry. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hi, yeah, so so from, from my perspective, I think Rachel's on the call as well somewhere, but from my okay. perspective, I have um, 
been in education now for about 25 years and um, I started as a primary school teacher, a class teacher, and over the years I have um, been involved in, in various different things, um, including teacher professional development. I've run English hubs and maths hubs um, and teaching schools. And, and most recently, through the work of the English Hub, we, we have been involved in the, the National Phonics and Early Reading Programme. Oh, brilliant. I think we've got Rachel there as well. Can you hear us, Rachel? Yes, Leanne, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can. Hi, how oh, are great. you? I'm all good. How are you, Leanne? Yeah, not too bad. Um, so I think it'd be great um, just to start off with kind of where did Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised begin? And where, where, did, it, where did the inspiration come from? Well, Leanne, it's been a really um, interesting and exciting journey, I have to say. I'll try and give you a kind of potted version about that. Um, I think Mark and I met at a National English Hubs event four years ago and we got chatting, got on really well. Um, and it was quickly apparent that our pedagogy on teaching really aligned. Um, both Mark and my school have been teaching letters and sounds for some considerable time. We both believe if it's taught really well, as with any programme, it could be really successful. Um, we were both designated English hubs and have extensive experience of teaching phonics and early reading. I have to say, if you haven't engaged with an English hub, absolutely do so, because what English hubs can offer is amazing. There's 34 across the country. Um, and the English hub programme's got three priorities. That's phonics and early reading, language development and a love of reading. Um, and because of our experience and success with using letters and sounds to teach reading, um, the DfE invited us to produce national training to support other schools with teaching letters and sounds. Um, and we were keen to do that. So when um, COVID struck, uh, we couldn't go, go out, uh, uh, schools couldn't go out for training. Um, we made this into online training and that worked really well. And then um, following schools being closed for COVID, the DfE then asked us to produce some online lessons for letters and sounds during the summer holidays of 2020 ready to put schools to use them in September um, and send them out to their parents. So and we were really keen to do this. Um, we were really concerned about the impact, as, as, as all schools, I'm sure, were uh, on children's reading. And as you know, there's loads of research out there that identifies how reading absolutely direct, directly relates to academic success. But it's not only that, it impacts on behaviour, on self-esteem, on life chances. And that potential loss of time to reading was really worrying. So, as I say, we were really keen to uh, to work on those programmes. So our staff um, set to work with lots of enthusiasm for filming the lessons. <laughs> I don't think we quite let, knew what we'd let ourselves in for at first. <laughs> the time it took up. But I have to say, it was great. It was great. We had lots of fun along the way. Um, we put out three lessons a day um, through YouTube, one for reception, one for children in year one, and then another lesson to teach children who hadn't yet learnt to blend so that they could learn how to read words. Um, and then we invited some celebrities to introduce the lessons. They freely gave up their time. Um, they weren't too busy at that time, which was fortunate for yeah. us. They, they were desperate to help us. So that was really good. And, you know, they really saw how important reading was. And that was their kind of pull to want to help. Um, and the lessons um, really took us back, actually, by how popular they were. We'd be delighted um, <laughs> because we had over half a million children watch the lessons. I think we made wow. 400 in total. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was really successful. But, yeah, you know, that's incredible. Oh, thank you. But from our experience with working with schools, what it really showed us that um, while letters and sounds, um, lots of schools liked it, it really suited the schools, 
what it was becoming apparent was it wasn't actually doing its job in that it didn't offer enough guidance for schools. Mm. Um, and I think that was because it wasn't a full programme. It was a framework that had been published by the DFE for schools to follow. Um, it was first written in 2007, quite some considerable time ago. <laughs> and as we all know, you know, we've had the national curriculum since then. That came along in 2014. Mm-hmm. There's much higher expectations now, aren't there, of children uh, and standards. Um, and the phonic screening check had also been introduced. There was a wealth of research out there about the pedagogy of teaching, um, how to make learning stick. And particularly from the EEF, we're putting out some really interesting um, research work there. Um, and yet Letters and Sounds hadn't had any updates to it, it desperately needed it. Um, and I think the DFE recognised this, um, and that's what led to the removal of the framework from the validated list of phonic programmes. Um, the DFE then opened up a new validation process and invited organisations to come forward with, with phonic programmes. Um, and Mark and I were really passionate about wanting to help schools. We felt there was a real need for a new programme based on Letters and Sounds. So we rose to the challenge and uh, that's mm-hmm. how Le- Little Wondle Letters and Sounds was born. Um, the name comes from Little Sutton, so the little part of it, and Wondle mm-hmm. Learning Trust, that's where the Wondle comes from. Um, and oh. I have to say, we haven't looked back since. We've, we've had a great time um, developing the programme. That's amazing. I think if I, if I could pick up on two words, which I think are really important, is that you said that there was the framework, but not the programme. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I think that... Out of all the subjects that we teach, phonics is one of the more spe- specialised ones. Absolutely. Um, there are very straightforward objectives of what you have to do, um, and you do sometimes need more of a programme to follow with that. You spot on, um, yeah, you do. Yeah, and less experienced yeah. teachers, absolutely. You know, it's, yes. it's hard, isn't it, if you don't yeah. have that experience or you haven't got that knowledge, you know. Um, yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah. definitely. Um, I, I guess it would be interesting to know kind of the, the development process and where you started to kind of your end point. Um, as we would ask children to plan, how did you kind of uh, plan to put little wonder letters and sounds into place? Gosh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. I, I think Rachel said part, part of this, but but letters and sounds has been a key part of our school curriculum for many, many years. And um we, we drew on the practice that already existed within our own schools. Um, we very much like the school-to-school based approach. We think that, that you know, things coming from schools, developed by schools, by teachers, um, is absolutely the, the way forward. Um, you know, we, we absolutely have some incredible teachers in, in the profession and mm. they're doing this day in, day out. And it's so important that we, that we work with and learn from the, the best practice that, that is out there. We wanted to make sure that it appealed to children, um, that lessons were focused and based on the latest research into how children learn best. And as a result, we, we put together the full programme, which included the mnemonics to support the learning of sounds, um, lesson plans and, and prompt cards, handy cards that would exist in, in the classrooms so teachers just had the, the key information to hand mm. readily. Um, we also knew that from the online lessons that we'd produced, how useful teachers had found these. So we developed uh, our, our own, what, what we call the, the how-to videos. So we, we have lots and lots of videos that we have put together, which um, teachers can watch, just very short snippets, which will show them different aspects of the program of how to pronounce sounds, how to, how to do the various parts of the training that they would need. And we put these together for every part and every step 
of the of the journey into Little Wandle. Um, obviously, to produce them, our senior leaders and teachers were forever in front of the camera um, filming mm. these. So you'll you'll see lots of our teachers pop up in the in the videos um, as you work with the program. Um, we also know that investing heavily in PD for our teachers really works. Uh, it's the right thing to do. If you want the you know the best teachers, you you invest and you work with them. Um, we also know that how important it is that that the training is of the highest quality, um, ensuring that highest quality of teaching mm. and the training needs to be uh, there for all of the staff within the school. Um, we've learned from the experience of online lessons and online training. And by doing so, we, we could reach a much larger audience. And so we made it online. And, and the beauty of this, of course, as, as we've learned over uh, the last couple of years, it allows uh, instant access. So training can take place whenever teachers are, uh, you know, want to do so. And it's easily accessible at any time. Mm. I think alongside that, we worked with web designers. Um, we create the resources. We needed a publisher. Uh, I'm not sure how we did the next bit. We we managed to persuade Harper Collins that it was a good idea to work <laughs> with us. Um, it took some persuading, I'm sure, but um, and they they helped us. They they produced the fully decodable books, the books that we know are absolutely crucial to ensure that the teaching of phonics um, it, it is done well. We we're absolutely thrilled that we we currently have 120 books that are absolutely aligned to our progressions. A huge gamble for Harper Collins, but I think uh, we are all absolutely delighted with 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 the, the program that we put together. We we trialled it in our own schools and other schools, and we shaped it, developed it, uh, and based on the trials, we 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 came to the program that we have today. I, I think that I think really is it in a nutshell. I think what's really key and what stands out to me is when you said developed by teachers um, and teachers that are, that are still in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think that's a really key part of your scheme and of, of how you developed it. Um, I also, what stands out to me as a phonics teacher is uh, that the 120 books um, and that it's that it's aligned to progression. Did uh, how did um, if you don't mind me asking, um, like the homeschool reading link play into how you kind of brought the brought the program to fruition? I don't, I don't know. Maybe Rachel. Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's that one. So so what we felt was really important is the books that the children read in school. They actually take home and practice with their parents. Mm -hmm. What's important, I think, is that. Um, as teachers, we're there to teach the reading. Parents aren't there to teach it. But mm. They've got a really important job to play in terms of helping children to practice that fluency. So mm -hmm. what we encourage is the book that the children have read and that, you know, um, what Little Wandle recommends is that um, you have three reading practice sessions a week and then we take those reading, the same reading book home every evening to practice it. What we find then is it's an enjoyable experience. I think we've all been there, haven't, haven't we, with our children when it's been like pulling yeah. teeth. You know, trying to get them to read what they can't read, yeah. they you know, don't know the sound in them. So that hmm. you know, the practice of the, the books they've read with the you know in their reading practice sessions with the teacher or teaching assistant, um, it makes it a really enjoyable experience at home, and they just absolutely fly then in terms of developing hmm. their fluency, and that's what we want, isn't it? We want fluent readers, um, hmm. confident readers. Yeah, no, definitely. And could I ask, 
Um, when you say um, developed by teachers, um, teachers in school, was it? I always find it interesting, especially with primary, with phonics. Um, did you have Key Stage 2 and Key Stage 1 teachers kind of contributing to it? Yeah, we, we did have some Key Stage 2 teachers, yes. Um, Interesting. We, but basically, it was largely our Key Stage 1 teachers that have, because they've got, you know, that, that real expertise. Mm. But, but our training in our schools is always for all of our staff, and I think that's absolutely mm. key. Um, yes. You know, what, one, you never know when you might be teaching in Key Stage 1, but not only that, <laughs> yes. all of us in our classes have got children who have, you know, still struggle with elements of reading. And, you know, if they haven't got that secure phonic code, well, all teachers need to be able mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, realise that um, and actually put the support in place to enable the children to read confidently. It's so important by the time they leave at primary schools, they can read really well. Mm, yeah, no, definitely. Um, so could I ask, maybe, what, what were the main things that, as you went along or from the beginning that you thought would be the main ideas and the main building blocks of the programme, Rachel? Um, well, I think the, the biggest thing we wanted to concentrate on was, um, you know, making sure we made reading really important in schools and made it a real priority. Um, I think, you know, when you look at the evidence out there, and there's so much evidence about reading now, um, by the age of six, there's a strong correlation between reading and academic success. Mm. Um, and, you know, what the evidence tells us, if we don't teach reading well... Um, that reading failure begins early and it takes root quickly and that's absolutely what we need to avoid and that's why we need to make it such a priority so you know when you think about 85 percent of the school curriculum requires a child to be able to read it just shows you how crucial it is doesn't it um and what we yeah. want them to be able to do is learn to read really well and then they can read to learn because that's the gateway to all subject areas isn't it we want them to be fluent readers so they can gain more knowledge that was you know a real priority for us um, mm -hmm. we, we knew we wanted the mm -hmm. programme um, to have the highest quality of teaching. So we thought, you know, we need to absolutely put the um, support in there for teachers to be able to do that because children need to be able to have a really solid start to reading with nothing left to chance. So we mm -hmm. wanted the programme to have a real clear structure. It ha it's got daily, as you said earlier, it's got daily phonic lessons and regular mm -hmm. opportunities for children to practice. And I think that's the important thing, that strong link between the phonic lesson and then the opportunity then to have those reading practice sessions where they're applying those phonic skills, so important, and having fully decodable books to do it um, that enable them to become those fluent readers. It was important for us to have a progression for teachers to follow with every phonic lesson that builds on prior learning. Again, I think we've all seen the research out there that tells us, and I've said, you know, it's strong for I've said this is, that we have to make learning stick. And how do we make that learning stick? Well, we actually link it to prior learning and then we're very focused in, in how we teach. So every lesson was carefully planned to ensure it built on, on prior learning. Um, and then that um, we developed that real thorough grasp of the phonic code over reception in year one. Um, so by the end of year one, the children are confident readers with really good strategy then um, to read any words they come across that they can't. As Mark said, that training was so important so that staff have a really good understanding of how to teach it. We're also conscious of teacher workload mm -hmm. So we wanted, I mean, reading isn't the only subject we have to teach, is it? So, you know, we have to think about yes. it. Workload. Um, Absolutely. So, so we wanted to make it easy for teachers to pick up and be able to mm -hmm. use that programme. Um, so that's why we made sure it's got that weekly uh, weekly and daily lesson plans with all the resources, the fully codable books, 
So, as I say, nothing is left to chance. Um, and we also wanted mm. to make sure that, you know, children keep up in the lesson. That's what's really important. They don't like, you know, no child lags behind. So mm. we've identified in the programme strategies to support in the lesson for children to keep up. Um, but then also same day intervention. So those children who do not fully grasp it in the lesson can have additional support during the day in short focus sessions. Um, and we also know that some children will have gaps in the knowledge. I think particularly COVID shown us that, hasn't mm -hmm. it? Um, yeah. There's been loss of learning. So we've put mm -hmm. in place a programme of high quality interventions, which are focused to meet precisely the gaps that children have. And those are really easy to administer with the resources that go with them. And what we also felt it was important for teachers teacher time but also um, to ensure that we're really getting at children's difficulties is that we had um, a robust and easy assessment tool that, and that really supports schools in analysis so schools will submit their assessments and these are analysed by the programme and then it's got precise support there with guidance on how to accelerate progress I thought that was really important and the other thing we want to make sure is that in support is there for the reading lead because that reading lead has got a really you know crucial role mm, in the school. Yes. So mm -hmm. we've got regular leading uh, reading leading webinars that go on, and they're really well attended actually. Um, and I think that 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 makes the reading lead feel really confident. Um, so I, I think important things. I have to say that, like you said before, it's a program and you need a program and a program, yeah. I think, is not just what you do in the classroom. It's not just your phonics lesson. No, um, right. It extends out to, you know, like you say, your, your interventions, your children yeah. that have got gaps in their knowledge, even your key stage two children. Yeah. Um, could you maybe, uh, Mark or Rachel, possibly uh, run us through um, how your, your phonics lesson might be structured in a classroom and how, how teachers would utilise it? Yeah, OK. So it, um, how we organise is, it, as I said, we, it, it builds on the prior learning. So um, we make sure there's links there to the previous GPCs the children have learnt. Then we'll practice, it practices some fluent reading of words with those known GPCs in it, introduces the new phonics, uh, sound for the day, there's practice goes on with that, then application to reading sentences, and then there's the opportunity to, um, to have a go at spelling um, those words. What we also, you know, is really important is that, as I said earlier, that reading then is, a, that uh, those phonics are applied to reading. Um, so then we have the reading practice sessions. So what we do recommend um, is that the phonic lesson, if it's a two-form entry, the phonic lesson goes on in one uh, classroom and the reading practice session goes on in the other classroom. We recommend having five groups. Obviously, it's down to your school and how you organise it, but that's what we recommend. And there's a teacher or teaching assistant within each group. And I know that can be a challenge. And I know schools initially found that. But I think it's about if you really prioritise your reading um, and you pull your teaching assistants from other areas of the school, it, you know, it can be very successful. So we'll have the teaching assistant from the class with the teacher, the teacher there, the teaching assistant from next door, uh, that's three. And we have two highly trained teaching assistants from other parts of the school we bring in. I, I think it's got to be an understanding now, isn't there, in schools? We can't have a teaching assistant attached to our mm -hmm. class all the day. Yes. We just haven't got that budget, have we? But, you no. know, <laughs> How I sold it to my teachers was that basically, <laughs> if we really put our, you know, emphasis into reading, 
um, into teaching the reading um, in the early years. My goodness me, they're going to fly and your job's going to be mm. so much easier. Um, yeah. you know, and as a result, that's worked really well for us. But I think it's that. So what we recommend is um, phonics taught every day. Um, on the Friday, it's a review lesson, um, as the mm-hmm. programme will show. And then we have, we recommend three um, practice lessons uh, during the week. So the first one is decoding, where we concentrate on just decoding the words in the book. Um, if it's matched as it should be at 90% fluency, most of the words the children should read. They'll start every session with a pre-tutoring session. That's really important, that is. And the reason for that is we need to set children up for success when they read. So what that pre-tutoring session will have is the flashcards there where it'll have the GPCs that are coming up in the book. It'll have the G- it'll have words with GPCs in it that are coming up in the book. OK, so they can practice the fluent reading of words before they read the book. They'll have the new vocabulary there um, in the book and then also have the tricky words that are coming up. So you've gone over those. They're laid out in the middle of the table so that then you can point to them if the children are having any difficulty. And as I said, if it's, if it's at 90% fluent, fluency, the book is matched to the children. They'll be able to read independently and the teacher or teacher, teacher assistant can tap into hearing the children read. Day two starts again with that practice of um, the, uh, the, those, those four areas, the, the GPCs, the fluent reading of the words, the tricky words and the new vocabulary again. And it's, it should be much quicker the second time. And then what then happens is they have a, a short um, practice again, independently reading the book. And hopefully what you'd see then is the children reading more fluently. OK, because they've practiced. Um, mm-hmm. And then they will practice some prosody then. And the teacher will model how to read with prosody and the children will have a go at that. And they absolutely love that. They really do. Mm. Um, and the third session, again, starts with a recap of the, um, of the words at the start. Short um, practice with fluency again, and then on to comprehension. And again, that's really important. Um, so, you know, if we get that going, what we have seen is children actually fly with their reading. You know, um, it, it, it just seems really effective. It is really effective. I think I can just hear it uh, in your voice when when you talk about it that you know I was I was going to say how do you instill that passion for reading but I can tell when you talk about the children doing it that Absolutely. you have the passion for the teaching Absolutely. of it yeah. so that that would yeah. show through through the children um and and I think like it, it's the most delicate thing passion for reading um, yeah. and, and it has to be instilled in, in early yeah. years the minute you start teaching phonics Absolutely. Um, and, and I think it's like I said at the be- go on sorry yeah so, sorry, mm. I, th- I think what, what it does though you know when, when, when the staff see the children really make the progress yeah honestly, it brings such, jo- such yeah. joy and that's it why does. they're really sold on it Do you know what I'm saying because it's yeah just, absolutely it's great to see you know yeah it, it, you know I always say we have to, we hold children's lives in our hands, don't we? With our futures in our hands, in terms of yeah, you know what yeah. happens to them. And if you can Absolutely. get them reading, it's just a real gift we can give to children. And, and honestly, yeah. the impact it'll have on their later life chances is huge, isn't it? So it's absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, that that's where you that's where you instill that passion. Yeah. I, I don't think you can teach passion for reading. I think you have to yeah. instill it. Yes. Um, uh, and it sounds like you yeah i think you have that passion for how you teach it so it it would just shine through when you're doing it i don't i don't even think you have to try as a teacher um and like you said it sets children up for life and yeah. and i think in a classroom um you always have a mixture of abilities 
Um, so you're going to have like your your tops that will pick out quickly, your middles, and then mm. you have like the, the lower children that, that need those interventions. Mm. Um, and I think that to have a scheme that gives you interventions as well is, um, and to see all the children shine, but particularly to see an intervention working. Um, because I, I know in, in the past when, when I first started teaching, it was kind of like, we need to do an intervention. And I always used to think, okay, how do I do it? But you're providing you're providing that in your planning um, and, and in what you provide to teachers. And I think that's even more valuable of a scheme. Um, but why did you kind of decide to include those intervention plans as well? I think it was just to help t help teach that recognise that you know um, it's important to get those interventions right. What what they need to be is really precise. Okay, so you know um, mm. if you have like a catch all session where you go over lots of different sounds, that won't have the impact. Or you have lots of children. Yes. What works best is a one on one if you can make it. And, and obviously you have to mm -hmm. look at you know um, pupil numbers that you've got to do your intervention. But if it can be on one-on-one, that's the best. But short, sharp intervention where you really identify what is it the child hasn't grasped in that lesson and really put that intervention in place, you know, um, mm. or if it's an assessment and you've picked up some gaps, really working on through what identifying which gap it is first, working on that one, plugging that mm. gap, addressing that gap, and then going on to the next one. So it's really solidly done. You know, that's what we need to do to set children up for success. Well, I and I think planned out, it helps, doesn't it? You know, to know absolutely what interventions are that work, and, we've, and obviously we've tried and tested them in schools, so we know they mm. do work. And I think to lead on from that would be the fact that you're providing an assessment tool as well. And I think as teachers, and uh, I'm not sure your your opinion as both as head teachers and previous head teachers, uh, we do a lot of assessment in in education. Um, and I know personally that some of the most valuable assessments that I've done as a teacher have been phonics assessments. Um, I think that they're so straightforward. And like you say, yours provide the teacher with next steps. And they're just that they're the most one of the most useful parts of your scheme must be your assessment tool. I, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm sure Rachel's going to going to pick up on this as well. But I think when when we when we put the program together, um, mm -hmm. We, we started thinking not not just about the pupils' progress, but also the, um, the the sort of feedback we could get from the, the teacher training as well, um, and, and that all kind of forms part of it. But but in particular, the, the the assessment, the idea was to have something integral that was absolutely bespoke to mm. our phonics program. There's, there's lots of things out there on the market that that people use and have used, but. You know, we, we, we've created new progressions, we've created a new program. We wanted to ensure that, that the assessment that we provided was absolutely bespoke and actually did mm -hmm. the job. And we have, you know, lots of lovely little elements to it. But, but one of the key things we love is uh, the heat maps that, that come out of the assessment, mm -hmm. which is really quick and easy for teachers just to look at a glance and just see, you know, which children are making fantastic progress, where there might be gaps, where they might need some uh, further intervention and further support to ensure that we we've just got that instant um you know at, at, at a glance uh assessment to to work from because we just didn't want teachers to get too bogged down in anything too complicated mm. i i think uh, at a glance assessment is, is what we all want to be able to to glance at something that we've assessed assessed and to know where to go next um i get it's like it's all about moving the children along and giving them that that uh, that really key phonics skill 
Um, Rachel, would you would you say uh, that the interventions have been a key part of it in your oh, school? Huge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Huge. That's what we see because if you don't address those gaps, they just grow. Yes. So it's yeah. really important that you identify them quickly and you pick them. But the best way to do it, obviously, is in the lesson, um, picking it up in the lesson uh, and addressing it then. But if if you you know you know the child a child hasn't got it or, or some children haven't got it, then it's that same day intervention. Trying to keep them up is absolutely crucial um, to their mm. success. And then, as I say, that ongoing assessment then, um, but also um, regular assessments where you identify again the gaps and, and you put some intervention in place to support them will absolutely enable them to uh, to make the maximum progress. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I hope you don't mind, but we actually have a few uh, users, uh, a few little Wandle teachers in the chat. Um, and uh, one of our listeners asked a question. Would you mind if I uh, asked asked for a bit of advice? Yeah, of course. So um, she said that uh, they've chosen Little Wandle, um, and she wanted to know uh, if you have any suggestions for organising the word cards. Right. Okay. So in terms of <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what we, our, our teachers always do, and what we say is important, is to sort the words cards out well before the lesson, so that your lesson goes mm -hmm. really smoothly. So you know, looking at the lesson plan and identifying which lesson cards you need for that lesson, and having them and having them ready. And one thing I would just like to say, which is really important, is when we're holding <laughs> the word cards, is we just mm -hmm. need to be. I think you need to practice with the word cards, and then that mm -hmm. sounds daft. But honestly, if you practice with them, it enables yeah. you to watch the children then and not watch the word cards because the problem yes. is by watching the word cards, you don't know who's got it and hasn't, yeah. do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. uh, practice yeah. with those. But Absolutely. that preparation of sorting out your word cards beforehand um, mm -hmm. before the lesson is really important, so you've got it. And um, we have our, um, our teaching assistants helping with that. But it's the same with the reading practice sessions as well, getting all the resources prepared for that so it's slick for your lesson because um, you mm -hmm. want your lesson to last half an hour and, and, and have quality time. So if you've got all your cards mm -hmm. sorted in the piles um, before the start of the lesson, then, you know, your review cards there, your um, the new sound you're teaching, they're all there ready, the words to the words you're going to read with the uh, GPCs in them, all lined up ready, then you can pick them up easily um, and get going with that, you know, and make maximum use of your, your time in the lesson. Mm. I think also maximum use comes from the fact that you, you've got your 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 plan set in place, yep, um, and I, and I bet I bet the children know what's coming next in the yeah, lesson. And they like that routine. Yeah. They really like <laughs> Absolutely, that routine. yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. and the, the resources are familiar to them. Exactly. Um, so yes. yeah, they're learning new sounds, but they're not having to learn in a new way or in a new process. And the new monitors. Um, sorry, go on. Well. The mnemonics have gone down really well. They look really? Phrases. And the phrases, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. you like to give us your favourite? Um, <laughs> it's hard to say. Boing, boing. Boing, boing. Yeah, boing, boing. It's hard because there's so many, actually. We, we had quite a process, actually, of involving lots of teachers and children to, to come up with those sounds, actually, to come up, to come up with the phrases and, and the pictures and things. Uh, and they had a great time, yeah. <laughs> I, bet, I bet yeah, they like did. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> that makes it, it makes it real, doesn't it? The fact that yeah, the children yes. were, were involved in that creation Absolutely. right from the start yeah, yeah. and testing yeah. it all out. And that, that, yeah. that again, has been you know, the real joy of, of the collaboration between our, the, the two schools. Um, we're very mm. different schools, very, very different contexts. Um, and that's just really allowed us to, to really think carefully about 
very different kinds of children, very different situations, and, and exactly what you know we needed to put in place to ensure that we could we could we could capture um, the right kind of learning for everyone. Yeah, I think, like you say, it's all about putting the children first, and yeah. the fact that you've not only had it developed by teachers, but also had it developed by children, really. <laughs> That, should, that could be your tagline. You've got to <laughs> um, involve the kids. <laughs> absolutely, definitely. They must have had. They must have such pride in the fact that they helped to develop it. Yeah, I think must, they do. Um, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, I think the pictures in particular. Definitely. I mean, you know, have to design those. They love the fact they've seen those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go uh, to a little news break and then hopefully when we come back, could we maybe could talk about where it's going next and yeah. kind of what, what are your next steps for the programme, if that would be, if that's OK? Yeah, sure. Sure. Lovely. We will be back in a few minutes. Just going to go to a little news break. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Introducing Uplearn. Uplearn is an online curriculum learning resource for A-levels that improves student outcomes whilst reducing teacher workloads. Teachers use Uplearn to facilitate independent learning and consolidation of classroom material. Over 150 schools have seen grade improvements with Uplearn, including St Paul's Girls School, Michaela Community School and ARC Schools. Book a demo at uplearn.co.uk and quote TTR for 10% off. That's uplearn, U-P-L-E-A-R-N.co.uk. Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure that Bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In Wales, new funding, believed to be around £15 million, will allow free school meals to be extended over the summer holidays. 
This comes on top of the already announced investment of hundreds of millions of pounds to expand free school meals to all primary school children. First Minister Mark Drakeford said, Today's announcement does include 22.5 million to extend free school meals during the school holidays, through the Easter holiday and right through to the end of the summer holiday this year as well. That, once again, is money that goes directly to those families who will struggle the most in the face of the cost of living crisis. In Scotland, 1,324 school leavers from East Dumbartonshire went on to work, training or further study. These latest figures from the Scottish Government show a 6% rise in the number of positive destinations for young people, up to 98.6%, the highest in Scotland. Rona Mackay, MSP for Strathkelvin and Bearstown said, I'm delighted that an incredible 98.6% of pupils across Eastern Bartonshire are going on to positive destinations, whether that be work, training or further study. This is a record-breaking, nation-leading figure and is a testament to the incredible work both our teachers, educators and pupils are carrying out in our communities. The transition for young people from school to adulthood is vital and the SNP is committed to getting this right for every young person across Scotland no matter what their background. The figures were released last week in the Scottish Government's summary statistics for attainment and initial leavers destinations. March the 1st is National Offer Day in England where primary children find out if they got into the secondary school of their choice. If children miss out on their first choice school, the decision can be appealed. The government website states, the admission authority for the school must allow you at least 20 school days to appeal from when they send the decision letter. The admission authority will set a deadline for submitting information and evidence to support your appeal. If you submit anything after the deadline, it might not be considered and may result in delays to your hearing. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, today I'm responding to a tweet from Michelle Stevens at M underscore Stevens Zero, pointing out to at Team English One that a lot of people don't know about the snipping tool, and she was compiling a list of shortcuts. The thread sparked a lot of fantastic responses and inspired today's Two Minute Tech. Today I present Getting Snippy With It. In Windows, a simple shortcut combo of Windows plus Shift plus S opens the snipping tool. The snipping tool is like an advanced version of print screen. After the combo key press, a small menu appears giving you five options. Rectangle select, which is 
draw a box around what you want. Freeform select, which is draw a shape around what you want. Window select, which is pick the window you want to capture. Screen select, which captures the full screen or replication of the print screen button. Some may say there's no point to this, but stay tuned. There is. Finally, there's a cross to close and pressing escape can do the same thing. If you have an interactive board, you can pin, snip and sketch to your taskbar. Right click the icon and select pin to taskbar. Now you can press it to make screen grabs and not have to go over to the keyboard. Snip and sketch also gives you the ability to annotate on a screenshot. To make this even more powerful, did you know pressing Windows and V shows your last 25 captures to your clipboard? The first time you use this, you'll need to switch on the feature by pressing Windows and V and agreeing to switch it on. Now you can take several screen captures and then paste them into the app you're presenting with. This can be very time efficient. For this week's visual version of the episode, I've made a series of clips and given some real life examples of using the snipping tool. So don't forget to check out TT Radio 2020 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your Tech Briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Um, so, welcome back into the live studio, everybody. Thanks for listening in. We have uh, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds with us this evening. So, uh, like I said before, the news and the ad break, uh, I guess, um, not to use a teacher phrase, but what are, what are the long-term plans for, for the programme? Well... It's probably fair to say we have been absolutely overwhelmed by the response mm-hmm. and the feedback we've received. It, it's been mm. an incredible roller coaster for us. I think when we decided to develop our own SSP, we never imagined we'd be working with the numbers of schools who have in fact joined us. I, th- I think we thought we might be working with you know maybe two or three hundred in our first year, um, mm-hmm. and it's turned out to be several thousands, um, wow. which is which is you know, more than we ever expected. We are absolutely delighted at the response. But obviously that that comes um, with huge responsibility and, you know, it's really important that we are listening carefully to our members and we are working to develop um, the next steps. So an incredible start to the programme, one we're very proud of. Um, I think Rachel and I would agree we've barely had time to stand still. Um, It's it's been... (laughs) something quite special so through surveys and focus groups we've been listening and I I think you know we have a very clear direction of travel we've been developing our offer for the foundation stage and creating additional materials and resources to go to go with it Um, send has been a a real key part of 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 our work we we've been engaging with uh, send specialists up and down the country We've been holding monthly meetings, uh, which has allowed us to look really carefully at how to adapt the resources and the materials um, to ensure they're absolutely specifically targeted for uh, the the needs of SEND children, a really key part of our work. We've we've been, um, I mean, Rachel has has talked quite a lot about this already, but but really thinking about about catch-up and making sure that that the children we work with um, do keep up with the programme. But, but moving from the key stage one, where it's uh, initially targeted to looking at the uh, the needs of children in year two, children who, who may not have succeeded um, in, in previous years, uh, but also children who may not have been exposed to uh, the teaching of phonics and, and for one reason or another may not have been successful in reading. And I think we're, we're really excited that we started to work with um, secondary schools um, particularly around uh, year seven children who, who've transitioned from primary to secondary and you know, are still struggling. 
it's still absolutely important. And I think, you know, Rachel said earlier about one key thing about our program is that is that we train all of our teachers, not just the teachers in reception year one, but all of our teachers mm -hmm. are trained mm -hmm. in the teaching of phonics so that as and when those children, you know, pop up in their class, they absolutely know what to do. They recognise the signs and they put in place the, the appropriate support for them. Yeah. More books are going to be coming available. So we, you know, the, 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 the range of books we started with were uh, for our, our youngest children, but, but to support the work of um, children at school putting in place um, some very uh, age appropriate books for seven plus and, and hopefully again uh, moving higher up into secondary. Um, Gosh, there's so much to tell you. As, as we move into our second year, um, obviously the, the package will continue and will grow. Uh, there'll be you know, a huge range of additional professional development, which, which will work with, with leaders, reading leaders, um, to uh, de develop their subject knowledge. We are hoping to put in place a spelling programme, which will develop on from phonics. And again, this will be based um, on, on the latest research and again be a program that teachers can pick up and go with um which which again we think is so desperately needed mm -hmm. we're going to be providing guidance on when children have grasped the secure phonic cord and no longer need fully decodable books where do they go next um with reading and enabling that that real love of reading that, that rachel has so passionately talked about um mm. uh, please look out for the launch of our exciting everybody read campaign um, working with schools to support the importance of reading in schools and at home. So the reading programme is, is not a narrow phonics programme. And I think what we're really excited about, uh, as if we, we haven't got enough to be excited about, but we are <laughs> really, really looking forward to getting out into to our schools up and down the country as we start to uh, put in place our quality assurance programme and start to work with schools who are just just doing a fantastic job on this um yeah that that probably summarizes um where we've got to uh, uh, finally looking out for the you know resources we've been listening and um we we have uh new resources coming to the market including uh pre-cut and ready organized word cards which uh, may answer part of the question that came in from one of the listeners Yes, I think like like I said before, going back to the the fact that your plans are ready to go and ready to 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 use in the classroom to have ready to go resources is also just something that saves on teacher time and gives gives you more time to think about individual children even and, and what they need from the resources. Um, I think also the fact that you call it you called it a reading program. Um, that it's not just a phonics program because I think a lot of teachers hear the word phonics and possibly think early years and key stage one. But uh, when you when you refer to it as a reading program and you like like you say uh, developing more uh, phonetically decodable books for seven plus, um, it allows those children in key stage two that that have gaps to kind of, to access the phonics as well. Um, I've also I've never really thought about it, but it's interesting. Uh, so, excuse me, that Mark, you say about where do you go next? What's that bridge from those decodable, safe decodable books? Uh, like, where do the key stage two children go next? Um, 
Rachel, what would you what would you say is uh, is coming up on that side of the program? Right, okay, so we've where do you working... go next from yeah okay, from so key stage been... one? Where do you go next? I'm Absolutely. sorry. Absolutely. No, <laughs> so we've been really working on this because basically, um, you know, we teach children um, phonics as a as a strategy to be able mm. to read. Um, but what mm-hmm. we want to do is get a real love of reading, and if we're really honest mm. about it, we're not going to get that in a phonic book, are we? So what we want no. to do is get them as soon as we can onto books that really encourage that love of reading and that passion mm-hmm. about reading that we want them to have throughout their lives um so what we are what we are have developed is is um support for teachers on how to move them from phonetically de- for co- decodable books to um mm-hmm. to, to books that um offer a range of different authors and genres that are carefully selected so they're age appropriate um, and that transitioning in year two is really important, but it's important the teacher gets yeah. it right in how to transition yes. the children onto mm-hmm. um, chapter books. And there's some lovely books out there, that, you know, and so um, that's what we've been working on. And the, the success that we've seen from that's been great. And, and you can see that passion for reading, you know, it's, it's lovely to see. Um, mm-hmm. And then continuing that into, uh, into Key Stage 2. And I think, you know, it's about um, us as... Uh, teachers and head teachers being about you know, talking to our children about different genres, about different authors, and trying to extend mm-hmm. the range all the time of what we're expecting children to to read, um, you know, and and introducing them to it. I mean, one of the things we've done in our school actually is to um, put in place uh, you might think performance management uh, to do with this, but we do. <laughs> so what we got the teachers to do was um, we got them to first of all their own knowledge of, of books because you need to know about books yourselves don't you so we got them yes. to um to read and uh, find out about different books and then at the start of every staff meeting the teachers would share a different book that um that they'd read um children's book and that they could recommend um mm. and then what it was to find the nugget um of it, this particular key stage two it was but find that nugget for a child for every child in their class that really makes them want to read because you always have children in your class don't you that actually it's a bit of a chore for or do you know what I mean I haven't found yeah. that real interest um and that was mm. part of their performance management oh my goodness mate that's been amazing because I could honestly say <laughs> that you go around the school you can see every child wanting to read we've managed to find it but that's been the teachers working really hard to do that and you know really looking mm-hmm. at different authors and, and then once the child's found a book because if you're not careful you have all harry potters won't you and you'll have all david mm-hmm. you just which is fine yeah. you want to extend extend that range don't you so it's absolutely recommending the books and you know all the time talking about oh who's got a recommended book who'd like to recommend me a book to read and then dropping in recommendations as well and you get that real excitement around reading don't you so lots of work to be done on that but uh yeah it's about getting that passion going isn't it for reading that you know we can, we can so do <laughs> Mm, absolutely and you want that buzz around the school don't oh, you, you do. and I think absolutely you do yeah, yeah absolutely I think yes. school schools are most definitely communities and what brings community together more than, yes. than books and stories yes um, absolutely. And, yeah. uh, and I think reading just it, it just extends outside of the school and the classroom walls and yeah. uh, we, we talked at the very That's beginning yeah, about favourite books and favourite childhood yeah. books. And, you know, I don't have a favourite phonics book about no. <laughs> that has CBC words in it. Um, <laughs> but but, yeah. but um, you, you do remember those those childhood books that you were read to. And like I said, like, yeah. we're so lucky now as teachers that yes. we can teach books that we have childhood memories about. And you yeah. can, That's right. like, That's oh, right. what an amazing way to bring passion into a classroom than to have That's your amazing. teachers, like you said. Uh, reading those children's books and yes. yeah I think that's I think that's so important yes. um 
And what talking about um, other schools that are using it, what what would be uh, your kind of key benefits for schools that would like to follow it or that are already following? It? I'm sure you have many uh, case studies and user quotes from the amazing schools that are already using yeah. it. Well, what do about, they say to you? Yeah, the kind of well, the kind of benefits I think for it, and then, then Mark's. Got, I think you've got some good quotes, haven't you, Mark? From a survey we did. Well, we've got lots of um, and people have um, mm-hmm. emailed us in. But I think you know, if you're thinking about using, I think one of the benefits of it, it you've got that security of following mm-hmm. a DFE validated scheme, which has been tried and tested in schools. And you know, as we've, we've alluded to several times in the. Um, in the program it's written by teachers and experts who really understand how to teach phonics and and you know as we've said that's so important but it enables that fidelity to the program because all the resources and the plans are there and and i particularly think what's an advantage is the fully decodable books because um that can be a challenge um aligning books to uh to the phonics scheme to the phonic progression um, and obviously the, the, the programme has these fully decodable books aligned to it. So it takes out that worry from teachers. Um, and also, I think um, it's when to teach it, how to teach it is all there for you um, with those resources that enable your teaching to be really consistent. And, and also, you know, as we've said about the training, you know, if you're stuck mm. on how to teach something, it's right there. There's a how to video you can go to. Um, but also not only for, you know, your teachers, your senior leaders need to do the training as well, because we're all going to have mm-hmm. um, a reading deep dive. Um, and, you know, senior leaders have really got to know about how reading is taught in the school and be really promoting it and, you know, um, be able to talk about it confidently and how, we, you know, so that's, that's important. Everybody has that training. Um and it, as I say, it's getting that passion in there, isn't it, school? And I think that allows that to do that with, with the programme for the teachers in terms of it all being there for you and ready to go. Mark, you've got some quotes, I think, haven't you, about things that we've, um, feedback we've had, actually? <clears throat> we, we have. I mean, as I said before, um, it's been a, a tremendous privilege working on this and we've been overwhelmed by the response. I think we, we were somewhat terrified when we when we sent out our first survey because obviously for us this is this is new territory that um, and we we'd heard lots of great things about it but we thought we will we'll put the survey out and and we want to hear it but actually what came back was just just the most incredible feedback uh, I, I I don't even believe we, we could have um, we, we could have even anticipated kind of what we got back. Uh, along with lots of lovely quotes and, you know, it, it, it's really nice when you hear teachers telling you how something is working successfully in their classroom and it's getting, mm-hmm. you know, right to the children. But, you know, all children bending, uh, all, all, all children blending by Christmas, incredible. Um, no. <laughs> a year two child told me last week, I can finally read. I mean, just, just, just oh. precious, precious comments. Wow. Um, the whole of year one who are now linking phonics to reading and are becoming really good readers. I mean, it, it, it's the children who are feeding that information, but also the teachers. And, you know, one, mm. one of the things that's very close to my heart, you know, working with, you know, the most deprived uh, communities, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the bottom 20% making better progress than in previous years is just, mm. you know, just, just warms the heart to hear that, that this is getting through to the children and the children are benefiting. Which is which is why we did it. We, you know, obviously, it's why we did it. Yeah, I think. No, definitely. Um, I think 
you know, the other thing we, we haven't we haven't mentioned the word Ofsted once in the last hour, and um, <laughs> I, you know I, I I will very very quickly, but um, you know we're we're keeping a close track on on our schools that are um, working with us. We're keen to hear um, what Ofsted is saying about about teaching of early reading in in their schools. Um, but, but what has been prominent is the impact of the programme and the progress the children have made in learning to read. Um, in particular, the schools are, we, we know now have a structured and consistent approach to delivery of phonics lessons. We know that staff training has been received and has been clearly evident. Books are fully decodable and well matched to enable the children to practice. Um, I, I think in summary for us, children are learning to read well and at a much quicker pace. Yeah, no, I think and like the the pace is also important as well because we we want them to to learn to read but at a good pace so that they don't they don't find it lethargic they find it to be an exciting task and I think that's a a really important one to touch on. Um, yeah. I, I guess to kind of summarise a little bit, what what do you think it means uh, for a school to be a Wandle school and to use little Wandle letters and sounds? Uh, a little wanderer, as we call them. Um, <laughs> what does it mean to be a little wanderer? Yes. I just think it's you, every step along the way, you've got support. So you're never on your own now as a teacher. You're mm. never going to be lost because do you know what? You've got those lesson plans. You've got the resources. You've got your how-to videos. So if you ever eat the training, any of the time I'm stuck, I've got some, and that's how, you know, because that's what it is sometimes, isn't it? Where do we go to get the help when we need it? Mm. You know, we can't wait for a course that's coming up next month. It's right yes. there with you to help you, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. the morning of you going mm. to teach you or the night before, you've got that nugget of information you need just to help you with, the, you know. We all know, for example, you know, it is hard when, the children, when some children are um, really struggling with how to blend. That's hard. So it's right yeah. there to how to teach you how to do, you know, how to help you to do that with children. Um, I think that mm. you know, that's so beneficial. Um, and I, I, I feel I feel like as Mark mentioned, Ofsted, maybe I can mention COVID. Um, <laughs> and, and I think uh, that possibly that one of the more helpful things that came out of it is that we have now this array of online videos. Whereas, like you say, Rachel, you you would previously have had to have waited till like you know till July for your phonics training course. Now you can set your laptop, go online, watch someone yeah. teaching the lesson, um, and then then go and replicate that and do that yourself. Yeah. Um, and yeah. uh, I think uh, to to kind of ask what would one of your the best parts of your scheme be um, to me as a teacher, that's definitely up there. Um, yeah, that you can that sit in front of your laptop and yeah. you know turn on training just like you would turn on the TV. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's helpful. Yeah. Also, as reading leaders, as I said earlier, you know, it's, it's a tough mm. reading leader. Just to make sure it's, you know, yeah. you know so you've, you've got that support there, having that network um, that's on a regular basis. So that, you know, that's been really helpful, I think. What, I would, um, what would the... Yeah, go on. I, I was no, going to no, say please. the thing that I think is, has been really powerful is, you know, the, the, this this is coming from the head teachers it's the head teachers that are getting in board get getting on board and making sure that this, mm -hmm. this happens effectively and and obviously that that support ensures that, that everybody is getting the time um to do the training the time to uh put into the organization um 
and that that for us has been absolutely key to to see and work with those head teachers. Mm. I think is it, it has to be a whole school approach. Yeah, um, that does. And, yeah. And, and I think it has to come down from SLT down to the teachers. Yep. Do you actually? I would imagine you get a range of feedback from from teachers and head teachers alike. Yeah, I think yes, um, head teachers have, have been very positive about having you know having the training and having the training there for their staff. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, as, as head teachers now, we can no longer just leave it to the early years department to, to teach. Mm -hmm. We've got to know it ourselves now. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, we've got to drive it. So um, I think that enables heads to do that by the by having that knowledge from the training. It's, you know, it's important. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I think it just it sounds like an incredible scheme. And I think the resources that you that you provide schools with, whether it be that the plans or the assessment tool or, the, you know, the human resource of, uh, like I say, turning on your laptop, opening your laptop and watching a training session. Um, it's just a, it's a real full reading program. Um, I think is there, is there anything you can't? Yeah, go on. I, I, I was just, just going to say, sorry, that. You go, Rachel, you go. <laughs> I, I just think, you know, what we feel about it is, is we, we're just passionate about wanting every child to just be successful reader. You know, as I said earlier, mm -hmm. it's such an, a life chance, isn't it, reading that gives you. So, yes. what we wanted, you know, so we want to get it right. So, we, you know, what we want to keep doing is hearing the feedback. We want to make sure we're making those improvements and that we're keeping on going on developing it. So we're not going to stop. We're passionate about keeping mm -hmm. on going. Um, you know, mm -hmm. so obviously we can get the best possible outcomes for for, for, for all children. Absolutely. Um, Mark? Oh, Rachel's Rachel summarised it beautifully. Well done. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think, like you say, we want them to be successful readers. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it just relates to your self-esteem and everything doesn't it you know it's, mm, it's not just yeah. education is it it's it's your whole self no. if you can read it's so hard if you can't in life yeah what would you to, to summarize maybe what would you what would you uh, say would be a successful reader um what, from what your the, point in, of view well what well first of all you know in um when they're learning to read that they feel the confidence to to, to have a go that when they can't read a word they can they've got a strategy to be able to fall back on that symphonic mm -hmm. strategy of sounding and blending they can't read a word mm -hmm. i mean you know it's it's a strategy we all rely on um it, as adults without even realizing it, if we can't read a word that's what we'll do we'll sound it out won't we? so having that really yes. solid um that, that <laughs> solid strategy to use but then once they can read you know it's that being able to fly with their reading and, and just enjoying reading getting lost in the world of the book is fantastic isn't it it's really mm. mental health <laughs> as well as the knowledge yes. you take from it but um that's what we want yeah. you know just really enjoy reading for reading itself as well yeah um mark, uh, yeah no definitely um mark what, what would you what would you deem a successful reader you know i was i was just thinking back to the quotes we were referring to at all and you know when, when a child knows they can read and and the confidence mm -hmm. that they've gained the magic that is in that yeah. is, is is something really mm -hmm. special and mm -hmm. you, know, you flip it on the head when you when you sort of work with those children who have been unsuccessful in reading and and just when you know what they're missing out on and and how many doors are closed it it, it drives mm -hmm. you i mean that for us getting those children reading opening those doors is, is just absolutely key to to everything that we're yeah. doing yeah no absolutely i think uh you you probably what a great quote to end it on is when a child knows they can read 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's it, isn't it? Because yeah. Yeah. yeah, because we know as teachers that we assess all the time and we need to know what they can do and what they can't do, but we actually never think about what what does the child know that they can do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a that's a yeah. an excellent point. The saddest thing, isn't it, is when children try to hide the fact they can't read. And I think that can yeah. happen in secondary school, can't it? And we can't get to that stage. Absolutely. That happens. So we no. have to give them that gift, don't we, at primary school to be really good readers. Abs- yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank thank you so much for coming on. It's been it's been really, uh, really interesting. And I, I've loved learning about the scheme. I think it's an excellent scheme. And I, I think that you summed it up saying uh, when, when a child knows they can read, um, and I also think the fact that it's a reading program, uh, not just a phonics program, that really, that really, I think it just summarises what your program is about. Um, so, you know, about get, get, giving the children the skills to be successful readers, um, not just in school but in life. So, um, thank you so much to both of you for coming oh, on. Thank you, Leanne, um, for inviting us. We've enjoyed it. No, <laughs> it's, it's been it's been wonderful. Thank thank you very much for your time. No, not a problem at all. Same to you. And uh, have a lovely Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. Um, So I hope you enjoyed the chat. Um, It was really interesting. It's lovely to hear about schemes and programmes that are are being put into schools and especially programmes that are made by teachers. And I think that was a really key point is that this is a scheme that has come out of a school. It's been produced by teachers also with a little bit of help from some students. So it's really coming live from classrooms. Um, and some of the resources that are included, I mean, 120 books that are aligned to progression. That, that's just so important that it's not just reading that happens in the classroom. It's reading that happens in the classroom and is continued into home life. And the minute they step out of the school grounds and the school playground, they can read. They can look at signs and they can read them. And they're taking these books home and their parents can see how successful they are in becoming uh, in becoming readers Um we also spoke about interventions and precise intervention. Um, and I think it's so important that we don't leave any of these children behind. Um, and linked to that is, is the assessment tool. And like I mentioned a few times, uh, all the teachers that are listening, I know uh, that we always do a lot of assessment and so much of our curriculum is based around testing. Um, and I think to have a, a useful assessment tool is just gold dust. It's just It's just such a valuable tool. So really important. And uh, I think like Mark said at the beginning, it's when a child knows um, that they can read. So important. Um, Children know they can read and how their faces light up when they realise that they can read words and they can blend. Um, And all the resources that are included in in Little Wandle Letters and Sounds are providing children with that opportunity. And not only children, providing teachers with the opportunity to, to teach to that level. So was really very interesting and uh, I think like I said I was allowed to mention COVID because I think COVID has given us some really amazing online videos of teachers and you can open up your laptop or turn on your computer at home and watch an amazing phonics lesson and then you can go back into your own classroom and replicate it 
Um, and like Rachel said, not have to wait three months to go and sit on your phonics course in a in a very fancy conference room with some lovely tea and coffee. You can do it in your in the comfort of your own home. Watch those videos, watch those phonics videos online, and go straight back into your classroom and just improve your practice um, and benefit the children. So. What a great reading program um, and thank you all for listening and hope you've really enjoyed it. It's been great talking to Mark. It's been great hearing from Rachel, um, a head teacher who is in the thick of it in her school using Little Wonder Letters and Sounds, the revised program. So thank you to both my guests. Um, thank you for listening. Hope you have enjoyed the show. Um, and it's been really great. So if you are a phonics teacher, I hope you uh, have really found it interesting listening about the scheme. I know we're all in the in the midst of choosing our phonics schemes, and I think Little Wonder Letters and Sounds is an excellent choice. The reading program, uh, the fact that they are not just standing still, they're keeping, they're moving forward, they're pushing their phonics scheme into key stage two, looking at closing the gaps all the time, and I think that's really important that phonics is not just a, an early years and a, and a key stage one program and that it continues throughout the whole school um, and also really interesting is that the where do they go next you know do we just jump straight from phonetically plausible books into sight reading and into is there is there a, a bridge what, what's the bridge from phonetically decodable words into chapter books and into books that are not so phonetically plausible what's the the bridge to that next challenge of reading and I think that phonics is, has such a big place in school that we sometimes forget about bridging to the the other side of books where you're not reading uh, cat dog man not just reading cvc words um, we allow children to delve into so much great literature so uh, yeah it's been a lovely show and thank you all for listening in. I hope you have a lovely Thursday evening and we are nearly at the weekend, everybody. So this has been your Thursday Twilight Show with Little Wonders, Letters and Sounds, the revised programme. And it's been lovely. Thank you for listening in um, and I will see you on the other side. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.